0: Welcome to another episode of the SaaS Podcast. I'm your host, Omar Khan, and this is the show where I interview proven founders and industry experts who share their stories, strategies, and insights to help you build, launch, and grow your SaaS business. Today's interview is with Martin Novak. Martin is the co-founder of Vizidom a SaaS tool that records your website visitors' interactions and creates custom heat maps so you can see exactly how people are interacting with your website. The company was founded in January 2013. So what are you waiting for? Head over to sasclub.io slash newsletter and join over 4,000 other SaaS founders and entrepreneurs who are already using these insights to grow their businesses. Subscribe to the SaaS Club newsletter today and get the support you need to keep moving forward on your SaaS
1: journey. Martin, welcome to the show. Hi, Omer. Thank you for having me.
0: Before we talk about Visidom, tell our audience a little bit about you personally. Who is Martin when he's not working?
1: All right, so I'm I'm uh, 24 years old. I'm from uh, Prague, Czech Republic. Uh, Prague is a beautiful city with medieval downtown, and uh, Czech Republic is uh, a post-communist country, so uh, I have grown up in the post-communist time, which is, on one hand, it's like atmosphere of freedom and joy, but on the other hand, it's also like there is still the dark past present here, and you can feel it everywhere, uh, the stigma from the communist era. And uh, my hobbies... Uh, I do paragliding, I I travel a lot, I I love music, I also repair and drive old cars, Mm, yeah, and I also love startups, even as a hobby.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, now before we dive into more details, we like to kick things off with a success quote to better understand what drives and motivates our guests. What is one of your favorite quotes?
1: All right, so uh, I'm I'm bad at remembering quotes, uh, so I have decided to say my uh, personal motto instead. If you don't mind, um, no problem. So uh, my my uh, like one of my biggest mottoes is that anything is possible. You just have to set the goal and then try to to uh, do it, right? Because uh, like I have been thinking about like what is the difference between uh, successful people and unsuccessful people, or between happy people and unhappy people? And it's just that those successful successful people believe that they can succeed and they just try it.
0: Great, I like that. Can you give me an example of how that motto has has helped you in in your day-to-day life?
1: Yeah, uh, sure. I mean, for example, like a year and a half ago, I was deciding uh, because I knew that I want to go to the United States because my girlfriend wanted to go there as well. So I was thinking like, how am I going to do it so that I don't don't just like waste the time there or don't do just work and travel. And I have decided to find something cool, something meaningful and I had just had this goal somewhere back in my mind and a uh, year after I went there with VisiDom with my startup to San Francisco to uh, expand to the market and find investments and so on. So I think that worked out pretty nice.
0: <laughs> nice. Okay. Let's start giving um let's start by giving our listeners a better understanding of VisiDom. I explained a little bit about the product uh, at the start, but tell me a little bit more about who your target customers are and what are the problems that you're trying to solve uh, for them with this product.
1: All uh, right. So uh, Visidom is a cloud tool uh, that analyzes and records the visitor behavior on a website. So basically our customer is uh, any any website that is uh, making profit and that has some goal because in the end we improve the conversion rate uh, of of the goal of visitors converted to the goal. Uh, and sorry what was the second part of your question?
0: Uh, who are your target customers and and what are the problems that you're trying to solve for them?
1: Yeah right so uh, our our product has three functions. Uh, it's it's heat maps which show you where do people put their attention on a website. It can be where they click, but it can be also where they move their mouse often, which correlates with where they look. And this can help you uh, solve the issue of not knowing what is attracting the focus of your visitors and what is not. Where do they look and where do they spend no time on? Uh, Second uh, function are visitor playbacks, uh, which means that we playback every visit for you exactly how the visitor saw it on his screen. This can tell you in detail how he felt, if he was uh, distracted and so on and third one are um, form analytics and form analytic is is that uh, we show you details about each form field uh, whether it is registration form or order form we tell you how long does it take on average to fill out every form um, uh, how many people do drop from each form uh, from from each form field and so on and and uh, yeah this this helps you know e shops uh, figure out like why are people abandoning from the from the um, order forms uh, there is really high abandonment rate right there, and also, uh, I mean, I can share one story uh, that I've heard in San Francisco, uh, where the former VP of Twitter was saying how they, uh, how they with Twitter, they made a few tweaks for the registration form on the homepage. They just changed the text on the registration button and uh, removed few distractions, and their uh, conversion rate has almost doubled, uh, bringing them hundred thousand new registrations a day which is quite incredible. So those little tweaks are very important. Wow.
0: Yeah. Now, what were you doing before you started working on VisiDom?
1: Um, So uh, I'm quite young, so uh, I was studying. I was uh, living in Denmark for a year. Uh, I also had another startup prior to VisiDom. Uh, It was a classic web design agency, so we were making websites for for clients and um, yeah. I also had some other jobs doing uh, support for for, uh, computer companies and so on.
0: Okay, so let's talk about the early days of Vizidom and and explore about how you guys got started. Firstly, where did the idea for the product come from?
1: Uh, Right, so... um Uh, Me and Michael we met on high school. We went to high school together and uh, I had a web design agency as I just said and uh, Michael had online marketing agency. So uh, we both had some experience in the in the field of of, of web design and websites and so on. And uh, we we always had like you know uh, those numbers in Google Analytics seeing bounce rate here and uh, time spent there and so on and but we didn't know like what does it mean what do people actually do on the website why do they bounce and why do they spend so long here and so little time there and uh, so we have been looking for for a solution how to find how to solve it we found some but we were not quite happy with them and we were also a bit naive so we thought it will be easy to program it right ourselves so we just uh, gathered a few other high school friends and started visiting them <laughs> yeah So
0: that's a really important point there, right? Because a lot of the times um, people will think or have an idea. They'll think about, you know, maybe there's an opportunity to to build a product. Then they go out and they look in the market and they see uh, competitors already out there, maybe not solving the problem exactly the way that they want. But usually the sign of competitors is enough to put people off. Right, and I, it's interesting that you said, you know, we were naive enough that we thought we can kind of build it ourselves. And uh, do do you think that that was an important factor in 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 you guys having built this company? If you'd spent too much time analyzing those those competitors, do do you think you may have um, decided not to get into this market?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, um, I think it's good to be a bit naive, right? I mean, no one that is hundred percent serious can ever be entrepreneur. And uh, also uh, that there is a competition that is only proof of that the market is actually there, right? And uh, it's also good because you can you can figure out like what are the when the competition is really big, you can just figure out what are their weak spots, and and just uh, focus on the weak spots and and uh, acquire the customers there. And uh, this is what we exactly did. We uh, there is a big competitor of us that is doing quite something similar. And we have just figured out the weak spots and, and uh, I think it's working because we had some uh, customers that are, uh, you know, they, they transitioned from this competitor and uh, they have been appreciating uh, what, what we did differently. So,
0: Okay, so you, you guys came up with this idea, you decided that you were going to go and build it. What did you do next? Did, did you try to, to validate the idea first or did you just go and start building the product?
1: Yeah, well, um, the, the idea was validated by, by us uh, being in the space and knowing that we need it, right? So th- this is basically the validation we did, plus asking a few potential customers, do you like it? Would you want to use it? And they said yes. Uh, so yeah, that was the validation pretty much. We we didn't do much validation. We also didn't do much thinking ahead. We We just started building it basically. Uh, I think it's also important to say that uh, when uh, it was uh, started build, to be to be built, it was just Michael um, because I was in Denmark by the time and I was just advising him. He was consulting his progress with me. And then when I was about to move back to Czech Republic, he has asked me if I, want, if I would like to join him as a founder. And uh, I said yes. So,
0: yeah. Okay. So you came back to the Czech Republic and then were both you and Michael working full time on this product?
1: Well, uh, I think we were working working on it about 60 hours a week, but we were still studying at the university as well and also making some money to to make living. So I think, but yeah, we were working uh, like full time almost.
0: So, okay. So you were, you were doing 60 hours a week plus mm-hmm. going to university yeah. and then still doing other stuff on the side to make money.
1: Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. And uh, uh, it's it's important to say that uh, we had uh, programmers that were working for us from the beginning. Uh, they are our high school friends and uh, they are par- partially founders. They are not, they do not have like straight equity, but they have some equity pro- uh, promised and so on.
0: Okay, so you basically recruited some of your high school friends to um, help build this product for you. Exactly. How, mi- how much money did you guys need to start this business?
1: Uh, I think that uh, up to this date, uh, if we do not count my my trip to the US, which was kind of costly, uh, I think we spent uh, something about tens of of thousands of dollars on it total. So I think that that's pretty nice bootstrapping. But maybe I can share one lesson that I've learned, uh, and uh, in the US, and that is that like so much bootstrapping is is not so good for the company. Because I have found out uh, that I am, um, I myself am doing like, uh, you know, like jobs that I could easily hand out to someone if I if I had someone who would be there, and I could like add much more value to the company. But I couldn't, so I think next time I will I will definitely try to find some funding, some angel funding before I I start doing it seriously, because I think then you can add much more value in what you're really good at, and you don't have to. Do stuff like, um, yeah, I think I think everyone knows that.
0: Okay, so you, how long did it take you guys to build the first version of the product?
1: Uh, so uh, it, it depends what you what you take as a first version. Um, uh, if, if if you are talking about beta, it took us about about half year to to build the beta, and we are still. In kind of a beta state Uh, we have tried to launch several times but there were always some errors Uh, on the other hand we already have uh, paying customers so uh, yeah it's 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 difficult to say i think it was one of the big mistakes we did that there was not not uh, uh, anyone with like proper experience in doing this this large uh, web application we also uh, underestimated the scale and uh, that's the reason why we why we wanted to launch in um, uh, August uh, September two thousand thirteen, and and we still didn't like properly launch un- up till this date. So, yeah.
0: So I mean, you're in market, you have customers, they're paying you. So so why do you feel like you haven't really launched yet?
1: Um, because uh, those customers that we have are uh, our customers from our previous uh, businesses as well. Right, so uh, we have pulled in many many web design agencies that we have cooperation with, and so on. So they are kind of um, uh, closing one eye, right, when they when they're using the product, and uh, but it's still like we're not acquiring uh, customers out there, you know, uh, open. And uh, though we have several hundreds uh, of registered users for trials, they do not convert very well. So.
0: Okay. So how long did you, when you started out, you guys thought, you know, we can kind of build this product ourselves. Um, It took you at least six months to get the beta. How long did you think it was going to take you when you started this journey? Well, uh uh, i mean what well, did you guys think this was going to be like a weekend project and you would have something out no, there? no no no
1: no 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 no. but uh the thing is like uh michael who started with it and i was just advising him so he had uh, not much of a software background right so he hi- he hired a programmer and and the way it works with programmers is that they just tell you oh yeah it's easy i can i can make it and just give me like three weeks and that's it right so he just he didn't believe him like totally but uh he, he thought it's going to be several months. So when I was about to step in, he told me, oh yeah, it's almost finished, right? And then I came in and I saw there is like no no processes that there should be, there is no plan for testing, right? For versioning and so on. So so that's where I first realized, okay, it's it's not going to be ready in September, but it's going to take some more time probably. And then another issue was that we have thought we will have a lot of functions, right? And then we had to cut down the functions like like 10 times because we have figured out it's just so difficult to, to make them. And then uh, when we have finally moved to the stage where we had some people uh, trying to use it, we have uh, realized that we need to add some functions because they are missing some functions. And so so it was this process, you know, that in, uh, ended up uh, taking a really long time. Okay.
0: Now, where, often when somebody goes out and tries to launch a new product in a market where there are already players there, you know, I think one of the big challenges that they face is you're you're competing against um, products that have been in market for a long time. They probably have a well baked feature set. There's a comprehensive offering, and you know the the um, I, I guess the tendency is to try and match those features, right? Which which obviously is a very difficult thing to do, especially when you're just um, launching the product. Now, earlier you mentioned that you looked at, you know, one of your big competitors and decided to uh, focus on some of their weaknesses. Without talking specifically about the competitor, can you talk a a little bit about, or give me one example of a weakness and then how you guys try to capitalize on that opportunity?
1: Yeah. Uh, so um, we understand our product as a supplement for Google Analytics. Uh, uh, well, am am I saying it right? Uh, Just that you have Google Analytics and this just adds value on top of it, right? So you you see bounce rate in Google Analytics and uh, you want to know why is the bounce rate so high. Or for example, big corporations, they don't have uh, uh, Google Analytics, they have Adobe Omniture for the same thing. And one of our biggest competitors, uh, they just try to replace Google Analytics in a way. So it's like super complicated. There are lots of uh, dashboards. And so on we focused more on simplicity because people have those functions anywhere, uh, somewhere else and we know that they're not going to quit using Google Analytics. So, yeah.
0: Okay, got it. All right, so you guys built the product, you got the beta version out there. Did you start charging from the start?
1: Um, yeah, we started uh, charging from the start and I think it was a good thing because uh, we we didn't feel like it's distracting anyone, Um, sorry, distracting, that is discouraging anyone from from, uh, trying it. I think that uh, those clients who seriously wanted to try it, uh, well, we have some freemium, but uh, it's it's not with full functions. So uh, yeah, people just were paying us from the beginning.
0: So how did you go about getting that first customer?
1: Well uh our first customers uh, were um uh, people uh, or companies that we already knew from our previous businesses so uh we just told them hey let's uh, let, let's come here and and uh, you can try this out we will help you doing some analysis over the results and uh that was it and they liked it
0: and did you what did you guys did you have to spend time uh helping to onboard these companies um, yeah. What were some of the lessons or the, the the challenges that you experienced along the way when when real people started using the product?
1: Yeah, this this is this is one thing I have been I have been talking about already. So we have uh, cut down the the amount of functions, and then first people started to use it, and we have realized that the, we have, for example, reporting missing because we we show you all these all these results, but it's it's very hard to export them to PDF or it's 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 very hard to somehow sum it up right it it wasn't hard for us because we we knew how to do it and we were uh Used to the product, but it, it was hard for someone who's using it uh, occasionally or for the first time. So this is this is one of the lessons that we learned when we started having people there. We also learned that the UX is bad, obviously, because people were totally confused and didn't know where to click and what to do. They were even unable to log in for the first time, you know, and so on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, and then then we had to improve the UX and uh, yeah. Also, we had to improve the English, right? Because we are not native English speakers and uh, the, the English was confusing for some. So, so on.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. So you've got, you've got your first customer. Um, did you guys do any marketing to try and reach out to, uh, re- you know, reach out and grow your, your user base? Or was this, mo- you know, you were just focusing on on companies that you guys were already working with?
1: Uh, well, we knew that we first have to validate it properly and and figure out what are the biggest flaws before we start investing money into marketing. So uh, we we just uh, tried it with with some uh, companies that were our our uh, friends and uh, so to say. And then uh, like only marketing I did in the very early stage was uh, going to conferences and uh, and trying to uh, catch people there. So I, I went to conversion conference, for example, in San Francisco, which is directly about a uh, website of opt- uh, conversion rate optimization. And I have handed out business cards and, and uh, presented it on stage and so on. So.
0: Let's talk a little bit about um what you mentioned earlier you you guys launched the first beta and then what was it in January 2014 you tried to launch the product mm-hmm. what what didn't work out what why did you guys feel like you had to kind of take a step back
1: Yeah um well um we for example had issues with performance right because it's uh, we are recording the, the coordinates of the mouse cursor of every visitor uh, 20 to 30 times per second because it's uh, so so that the, the session playbacks are are um, uh, watchable and uh, so when we have a client who has half a million uh, visitors a month and we record the the mouse coordinates of every one of them and we have several clients this big wow. uh, it, it it starts to heat, heat up right the server so we had to do a lot of optimizing we had to do a lot of testing and still it was not working so it was one of the one of the pains we had i think uh, uh, one of the things that help helped us in this a bit uh, a big way is uh, those programs that big corporations have like Microsoft or IBM. They offer you basically their infrastructure for free for the first year. They also give you some some uh, mentors who for free give you advice on how to optimize it and so on. So we have used this program from IBM called IBM Catalyst and uh, it, it has helped us out very much. Okay. So I, I recommend this to any uh, s- uh, software companies that are just starting it's, it's for free and they, they have like no, no strains attached to it. So they just give it to you, hoping that you will use it in the future. That's the deal.
0: Okay. Now I'm talking about, you know, resources and and sort of going out there. You guys also applied to Y Combinator, but you didn't get in.
1: That's Mm -hmm. right. We have been invited for the interview, but we, uh, we were not accepted in the end.
0: Okay. So, you know, what? from what I understand, you guys still felt like it was a valuable learning experience just going through the application process.
1: Oh, yeah, it was amazing. (laughs) So tell me a little bit more about that. Okay, so, um, I mean, just, just when you're doing the application and you want to do it really well, you have to think through a lot of stuff that you didn't think about before. And then when they invite you for the interview, you have one week. And it's and it's uh, like one week in your life that like you have the chance to improve it so much that they will take you in. Right. So you're just working on it 24 seven and uh, improving whatever you can, preparing for the interview as best as you can. And it it, uh, moved us forward like uh, two months of, of normal of normal working, you know, so it was just incredible leap forward. And then also the feedback we got uh, from the YC partners when we were being interviewed was also very valuable.
0: Are you an entrepreneur looking to buy a profitable online business or a founder ready to sell? Bupas is the number one platform for buying and selling profitable online businesses. With their exclusive listings, as well as listings from other marketplaces, and the option to submit your own deal for approval, Bupas has you covered. Plus, they're the first to offer built-in acquisition financing for qualified buyers of recurring revenue businesses, allowing you to access fast funding without personal guarantees. And their experienced M&A advisory team supports you every step of the way. To learn more, visit sasclub.io BUPOS. That's sasclub.io slash B-O-O-P-O-S. Sign up today and get qualified to start your entrepreneurial journey or sell your business at the right valuation with BUPOS.com. Okay now did, did, in terms of funding um what did you guys do there I, I know you didn't you get some money from the czech uh government
1: yeah that that's right um um that's uh, that's uh, an eu thing right uh e- european union they have this uh those donations uh which are very easy to to apply for and uh so the the way we got into san francisco was that uh, we have received some government donation which was about 70k uh, they have paid for the office and they have gave us some mentors for free and also some money to spend on uh, accommodation even though they didn't cover it fully so that was one and then another one uh, that we're that we're getting right now is also for coaching and for uh, uh, advisory services that they are uh, paying us part of the expenses Okay. So
0: so I think a lot of people would look at that and say okay, great. So the the Czech Republic sounds like a great place to go and get some Yeah, you know, it's
1: it's it's the it's the whole European Union. Uh you have to you have to work here and you have to create some uh some employment here and then you are eligible for those donations, but it's always like they they don't fund you like 100%. You always have to add something uh, by yourself. Uh, I mean, uh, they are offering, for example, up to dollar five million uh, donations on on factories, on software equipment, and so on, for companies that are creating employment here, and they cover up to sixty percent of expenses. So it's so it's really nice sometimes.
0: But I think earlier you mentioned that you know the Czech Republic you were still living in sort of the the shadow of this sort of post-communist. Yeah. Um, environment has that been difficult for you guys as well? I mean, on the funding side, it looks like you've you've done you know okay with with the government, but has 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 been doing business difficult in in that sort of environment?
1: Mm, uh, I think I think partly yeah uh, because I think it's it's very hard to get uh, like funding or very hard it's it's much harder compared to the US to get funding in Czech Republic and even compared to I would say Western Europe uh, because it's there is not, not such a level of trust and uh, people are not so ambitious uh, so there are not so many opportunities for the investors uh, it's, it's not like that there would be barriers right now uh, it used to be like 10 years ago there was like corruption and so on I think it has faded away much uh, when we have entered the European Union but it's you can still feel it in the people, in the personalities and in the in the behavior, right? I mean, like employees are, are having bad morale. They, they're used to like uh, steal stuff, for example, uh, much more than in the US, right? And so on. People don't trust each other so much. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, I grew up in London um, and I've spent probably almost the last 10 years in the US. So, um, you know, England is not quite you know, like being in the Czech Republic, but I think definitely, it you know, uh, launching a startup in Europe is very different, I think, to doing that in the US.
1: Yeah, but, you know, it's it's like, uh, you know, that people, uh, th- this is what I was talking about, my motto. I think in the US, it's much more like, every everyone knows that when you work hard, you will have money, right? And, and you will be like successful and uh, you will have a happy life while here. Uh, uh, I think the mentality of a lot of people is still, um, we can't do anything with our lives, even if we try. So we just don't try, right? Right, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, Martin. So we started this conversation by going back to where the idea for vizidom came from. And then we've taken this journey together on how you guys turn this into a product. Let's talk about the business today. How many users do you currently have?
1: Ah, So we have uh, hundreds of trial users and uh, tens of paying uh, paying customers right now. Um, I, I mean, uh, one thing I would like to say about the current business is that uh, also when I came back from the US, uh, we have been thinking uh, like what to do next, evaluating what happened. And so we have decided that there, there should be some product shift uh, because we were thinking about it. And uh, basically our tool is just uh, viewing the data that we collect. It's somehow visualizing it, but it's still just viewing the data. And we thought like, we have so much data, we should do some magic above it, right? Because there are so many tools nowadays and we should like think something out of it. So uh, we have decided that we will somehow uh, make version two soon and it will be more into BI. It will be more about uh, having some machine learning and some artificial intelligence about the data we have. Uh, Yeah, so this is what I'm really excited about right now because this is one of the things that we're preparing.
0: In terms of the pricing, um, you know, it's you, you have. I can see you have three plans. One is ninety nine dollars a month. Another is two ninety nine a month, and the other is six ninety nine a month. Mm. Um, so, uh, you know, you, you've got tens of customers paying customers. Uh, so, I assume you're generating several thousand dollars a month.
1: Mm, yeah, but you can you can uh, say something like that. Yeah,
0: and is that enough to be able to sustain the business for you oh, guys?
1: It's it's definitely not, and I also think uh, when uh, when you if you want to grow fast and you want to be a real startup, you have to. Somehow help uh, help yourself out with money from some investors. So what we're doing right now is also that we're uh, raising money. We're doing a seed round, and uh, we are on a good on a, on a good way. And I think uh, that uh, we should soon have some more money, uh, so that we are uh, able to pay people and and pay more people and and uh, speed up the development and uh, and so on.
0: Um, so you have what nine people on the team.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. But they are all part time and they are they are not paid much. Uh, they are mostly uh, paid in, in equity or we promise them the money in the future. So um, it's it's also like hard for us. And it's also one of the reasons uh, why the development was so slow is it's because uh, they, they are all working part time. and It's also hard uh, to really demand something from them when you're not uh, paying them much. Right. So uh, it's hard to tell them like, no, you have to come and work hard every day when uh, on the other hand, the person is receiving no money and still has to work somewhere somewhere else to, to make a living, right? So I think it's also one of the mistakes we did that we didn't get more money and get it sooner uh, because that would definitely help the company.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of times I hear people say, well, you know, when is it right for me to bootstrap? When is it right for me to go and seek funding? And I, I think you guys are a good example of that where, you know, you've made great progress uh bootstrapping this business and uh recruiting your, your high school friends to come in and, and help build this product. But clearly I think you guys are at a stage now where um funding is really um gonna help you guys to accelerate, right? And yeah. To, yeah.
1: I, I definitely agree. I think it's always thinking about uh, like uh, where, uh, you should bootstrap there where it's not hurting the company where it's not uh, decreasing the value and you should you should invest the money there where you where it's making more money than uh, where it's making more value than you're putting in right so yeah it's it's not it's not always good to bootstrap but it's also not always good to take money i think i i love bootstrapping and i think it's it's a very good way but it also has its its limits
0: okay so a couple of months ago you and your co-founder Michael sat down uh, to talk about the future of the company and you made a decision you want to talk a little bit about that
1: yeah okay uh, yeah so uh, when i have returned from uh, san francisco uh, we have sat down and uh, we have discussed the situation and uh, we knew that there is not something not working in the company the development is not going well and also, we had another issue that is uh, delivering, right? Because one of the uh, best things about startups should be that they deliver fast. You think about a function one day, and next day it's it's ready up working. And this was not working for us quite well. So we we thought like, uh, where is the problem? What should we do about it? And uh, we have made the decision uh, that uh, I will leave the founder post and uh, just remain as a as an advisor and consultant. Uh, we have uh, we have figured out that. Uh, one of the issues may be that there is some clash between me and Michael, and uh, that we are both kind of CEO types and both trying to uh, lead the company, and this is uh, making a mess uh, with the with the employees because we are we are two people saying something a bit different, and they they don't know who to listen. And we also like uh, when when uh, we are, we were both relying on each other. So one one thought the other one will take care of it will will have the responsibility right and then we like we're always like why didn't you do it no why didn't you do it right and uh, so we have just uh, um, this this is one of the reasons that we have decided that it will be best if uh, for the company and also for me if i just uh, step down and uh, and leave the founder post and also i have i have figured out that uh, uh, this uh, this business is not something that i would want to do 100% this is not somewhere where my heart is 100% and uh yeah
0: okay <clears throat> now so, you know some people listening to this may may think okay so these guys um you know got this product to market they have um you know a few paying customers um don't really have the funding yet to to kind of you know accelerate the growth so you know, is is Martin just leaving because he doesn't believe that there's a future for this business? What would you say to that?
1: Uh, I I would say no. Uh, I mean, uh, I I just knew it 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 is not working uh, somehow in the company, and uh, we have tried to solve it, of course, uh, in different ways before we have decided to this solution. Uh, but it's still, uh, we do it be- because we think it's, it's the best for the company and we are, we are raising money right now. I'm still have helping Mike and advising him on the stuff I know best. And yeah, I, I think that that's what I would say.
0: Okay. So it's interesting that you said that, um, you know, you, you guys were seeing this, this clash happening and that it was slowing down the, the company, Uh, A lot of times, um, you know, co-founders don't, maybe they see those issues, but they don't face those issues.
1: Yeah, I I think I I would like to say two things. Uh, So the first one is uh, that you still have to put yourself in front of a mirror and ask yourself, how am I doing? Am I doing well? Am I fit for this position? And so on and and be really honest about it right don't uh, let yourself bias yourself uh, it's it's also a known issue that a lot of uh, founders who are good for the early stage of the company are unab- unable to step out uh, lately when the company grows bigger and i think it's it's quite the same thing and uh now i forgot about the second thing i wanted to say oh yeah uh i, I have i have found out that it's uh, uh people do not uh pick their, uh, their co-founders very carefully it's often like oh yeah we, we, we three just got the idea together and so we started doing the company but come on it's like it's like 10 times more important than your first employees which uh, which are also like super important uh, so you should be thinking about it more you should say like who has what qualities how will we work together uh, will we combine good or, or will it maybe not work out you should try to do some project with the second co-founder and so on. I think uh, this is what, what I underestimated and what a lot of people are underestimating. Uh, it's also, uh, sorry about that, it's also uh, when you uh, when you read about Y Combinator, the number one issue they have with the companies are, are founder disputes or, or finder fights. And this is why most companies from Y Combinator are not successful in the end, which is quite quite interesting, I would say.
0: When you and Michael originally sat down and decided to work together on this product, did you guys talk about, look, if this thing completely screws up, how are we going to handle those situations? Or or did you kind of not have that type of conversation in the early days?
1: Um, I think uh, we, we had this uh, conversation before we incorporated, which was uh, eight months or nine months after we started working on it together. Uh, I think we still didn't have it as proper as we should have had it. And I think it's also um, you, sh- you should watch yourself because I think everyone is is um, hearing what they want to hear. Right. So it's often it's often um, uh, it, it should be all it should be all written. And it's not because you are afraid that the second person is just going to cup with you and sue you and so on. But it should be written uh, at least on a piece of paper because uh, it's it's there and uh, then everyone sees it the same way, right? But when one says something and the other one hears it, he can interpret it differently. Uh, one of the things we, we didn't uh, discuss much uh, uh, before uh, before we incorporated was uh, founder Cliff and founder Westing. Uh, this is like when one founder decides to leave earlier, um uh he is he doesn't have the full equity that he was promised after before uh, several years right so cliff is that when you leave for example before one year you have absolutely nothing and uh vesting is that you get 25% each year so i think this is also what people should discuss i'm personally against it but i think they should know that it's it's the 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 option is there and that uh it's it's good to discuss like how is it going to be when one decides to leave right
0: why Why are you against it personally?
1: Uh, well, I mean, I mean I'm not against it in all cases, uh, but uh, I think in in some cases it's uh it's just that uh, uh, the the founders put some money in it. they usually work for free for the first year or two. and I think this is where the founding really happens. and uh, I think that once the company is making revenue. And once the uh, once the company has uh, investors, uh, the the founders are usually paid a salary, and then they are more like employees with equity. I think the founding is really about about the very beginnings. It's also why founders are only the people who are there at the beginning. So I think uh, the the vesting I don't like it so much, and and the cliff. I think in some in some cases it it, it is good definitely, but uh, I, I I think in most most cases it's not so useful.
0: Okay, Martin, it's time for our lightning round. I'm going to ask you a series of questions and I'd like you to answer them as quickly as you can. Are you ready?
1: Uh, Just a second. Yeah, I'm ready.
0: All right. (laughs) What's the best piece of business advice that you ever received?
1: Uh Uh, uh, Except those I have been already talking about, it's that you should be focused on what you're able to make money for right now. So uh, let me give you an example. You have an e-shop and you have six categories of goods. And the one is the one that is making 90% of money. So you should throw away the other five and just work on this one because that's where the money is coming from. And uh, you should do this uh, in, in everything you're doing in the business.
0: What book would you recommend to our audience and why?
1: So it's a book that I'm uh, reading right now. And it's called Founders at Work by Jessica Livingston. Uh, Jessica Livingston is a partner in Y Combinator and a and, uh, wife of uh, Paul Graham, and uh, she has interviewed uh, t- 20 to 30 founders of uh, the most important tech companies. For example, Adobe, Hotmail, PayPal, Apple, and Gmail. And uh, she she gave them a lot of space, like 30 pages to each one of them, and uh, it's 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 uh, it's very uh, direct and honest, and it's very interesting. So I, I definitely recommend it because there is a lot of wisdom in it.
0: What's one attribute or characteristic in your mind of a successful entrepreneur?
1: Uh, so it's it's one of the things I have found out in the US, and that is that the, the more is the entrepreneur successful, and and uh, the 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 faster he is replying to emails, and the shorter and more efficient the emails are. So, for example, when you try to email someone from Y Combinator. I, I think you will get a response in 8 hours and it will be just three words right while when you when you email someone who is uh, like supposed to be successful entrepreneur but is not uh, then it takes a week the the email is half page long and he apologizes how how much he is busy right so that he couldn't an answer sooner <laughs> <laughs> all right i think i think i should work on it myself as well <laughs> So kind of related to
0: that what is your favorite personal productivity tool or habit
1: Okay uh, so uh, I don't have some special software that I would use I'm using just some notes software but uh, what I'm doing is that when there is something on my to-do list that I really don't want to do that is uh, difficult or uh, it it's like I'm scared of it and so on I, I do it the, as, as a first thing so uh, and when I finish it everything else is easy and it's and it's okay <laughs> If you
0: had to start over tomorrow, in fact, you are starting over. So, how yeah, would you go true. about finding that next business opportunity?
1: Uh, I think the the best way to find a business opportunity is to do something, and then and then uh, just it, j- it just comes to you. So, what I'm planning to do right now is, is just uh, go around, think, and and work for other companies and other people until I find the next uh, business opportunity of mine. I have decided that I would like to do something uh, smaller. Uh, Visdom was quite big and quite complicated solution, and also more physical. Uh, you know, like uh, I, I am, I am like fed up with doing like software for software that is repairing software, you know, or like <laughs> a tool that is improving conversion rate of online advertising, which is like so virtual. You know, I would like to do something a bit more connected uh, to the to the physical space. Yeah. And I, I have also uh, heard a good advice recently from Peter Thiel. And that was that you should dominate a very small market and then go to the big one. While Visidom was already focused on the big market from the very beginning. So I would like to do something where I will I will know the market and I will I will know it's just this group of people and it will fit them perfectly.
0: Well, what's an interesting or fun fact about you that most people don't know?
1: Okay, that's the most tricky one. And uh, so, for example, I have watched every uh, episode of South Park, uh, I think at least three times. <laughs> so I think that's that's funny.
0: <laughs> and finally, what is one of your most important passions outside of your work?
1: Um, so so recently, I have joined a group called uh, Slash Dash Backslash. Uh, it's, it's a tribe of people from Prague. And uh, we are organizing alternative events and festivals, uh, alternative music and art and uh, one of the key things that we focus on that is on on those events and festivals there is no advertising at all so we have done for example this year a festival for 500 people and you couldn't see single piece of logo of advertisement anywhere and it's just a world you you're not used to today you you don't see it anywhere
0: <laughs> awesome great answers Martin, I want to thank you for joining me today and sharing your experiences and insights. Also, thank you for letting us get to know you a little better personally as well. Now, if folks Uh, want to find out about VisiDom, they can go to VisiDom, V-I-S-I-D-O-M.com. If they want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that?
1: Okay, Omar, uh, thank you so much as well. It was a great opportunity. And uh, the way they can contact me, it's either LinkedIn, uh, you can look me up on LinkedIn, Or you can just email me at novak at com. It will be working uh, even after I leave the founder post. So don't worry.
0: (laughs) All right. Awesome. Thanks again, Martin. And I wish you continued
1: success. Thank you as well. Bye-bye. Take care.
0: Don't miss out on this exciting opportunity. To learn more, visit sasclub.io slash BUPOS. That's sasclub.io slash B-O-O-P-O-S. Sign up today and get qualified to sell your business or find your next venture. Are you still wrestling with rigid spreadsheets that slow down your team? you've been missing that's the